The first bacon bit in four months. <laughs> it feels like it. I think it might actually be really? four months. Three to four months. We're so sorry. There's apparently a strike where movies weren't coming out or just weren't screened or weren't good. Well, and the general rule of the bacon bits. The general rule of bacon bits is that two out of the three have to have seen it. Yeah. That didn't seem to work out a lot of times. No. Nah. So yeah. there were there were a lot of vacations and you know, not seeing movies Got and crazy. uh Can't not inviting us. Anyway. And, literally mm. I took Joel to a movie and Joel and I did see this movie. Zach, you have not. Enough. And Joel, what did you say after we saw the movie? I said, Thank you for uh, getting me off the blacklist of screenings. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a blacklist. I it feel like been a while. I feel like I haven't been to a screening in a long time. Yeah, uh, you hadn't. I mean, remember for a hot second there we were going to movies together, all three of us? Yeah. You know how fun that was? That was cute and fun. Aww. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk about this movie. Uh, what the, movie is it? The Marvels. The Marvels. Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. Zach, so, have you seen the first one, Captain Marvel? That's from the one that they shoehorned in the 1990s. Yes. Right? Yes. Hey, yeah. you just need to play music and wear Nirvana t-shirts and you're in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one. Well, yeah, I think I've seen that one. I, I think I gave that one a middling review. Jude Law right. is in this one? But this is, this is the sequel to Captain Marvel and, yeah. and WandaVision and, and Miss Marvel. Yes. And Secret Invasion, kind of? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so, so many things. Th- it's just one of those movies where there, there is a lot that came before this. Mm-hmm. And I actually did not watch Miss Marvel. I watched a, a recap, a summary recap, got okay. the feel of it. And I think that was enough. I think they did enough background in the movie to kind of give you a feel of who they are. Uh, Monica Rambeau, maybe not as much. If you haven't watched WandaVision, it's kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. Watch, walk through a witch hex, what? Yeah, that's how she got her powers. But yeah. she totally forgave Wanda for being a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. They it's don't almost, know what you went through. That was her line, wasn't it? Uh, so we're being, the, we're being a little too negative about previous Disney Plus shows. Well, just because it's got It's because they're not good, though. That's yeah. why. I liked WandaVision enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I... I like seven episodes of WandaVision. <laughs> so this movie is the coming together of these three... Uh, characters who all have uh, not similar powers, but just their uh, powers of light. Powers of light. They come from the same source, essentially. Like one can uh, manipulate light, one can use cosmic light uh, blasts, and mm. one can see light. Okay, I yeah. genuinely didn't know that. I thought it was like a Green Lantern core situation where they kind of all had the same. So powers. how they're brought together, and this is um, well shown in the trailer. This yeah. is spoiler free, by the way. Oh yeah, the first part of this review is going to be spoiler free. We won't get into spoilers. We'll let you know when we're going to get into spoilers. There's an artifact that the villain finds at the beginning of the movie that is linked to an artifact that one of the heroes has. And so this manipulating this artifact basically brings these three heroes together. And this is the whole joke of the movie or the whole crux of it. Yeah. Whenever they use their powers, they change places. At the same time. Yes. Whenever they use powers at the same time. So... And, and that actually, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's like, imagine like it's you know, Superman. And when he uses his laser vision, he switches places with Batman. Like it's just that, that'd be a fun oh, situation. Oh, like when we're recording, but people okay. don't know because it's audio only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, how we do it. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. We're all on mics. Yeah. So uh, this is a couple things I want to talk about at the beginning. I like that premise. I like the idea of like, oh, that'd be kind of frustrating if you can't use your power because then you won't be where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, a sitcom sort of ploy yeah but at the same time like this is kind of a jokey movie this is a very unserious movie by it's, the way zach only an hour and 40 to 45 minutes well, long that's and nice. i appreciate yeah. that yeah you should have heard the sigh of relief i had when kent said it's under two hours and i was like well and oh thank goodness and please don't misinterpret i'm not saying like oh thank goodness it's short it's like no i think a lot of these action movies have gotten bloated yes like, just, i think a lot of movies in general have gotten just bloated hour and a half movies bring them back man yeah, yeah. totally 
Uh, Kenny, mind if I go first on this yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. Well, I have a real quick question. Oh, this is very important yes. to me. I don't know, and I haven't looked into anything about this movie. Tell me about uh, Alison Brie Larson's hair. Um, I don't <laughs> know which one is it. Brie Larson. Brie uh, Larson. Alison Brie is from Community. Community. And Brie, Brie Larson, Larson is... is Okay, uh, okay, from room. Okay, uh, yeah. is yeah. her hair normal? It's a, it's a bob down to her chin, and so it's not short, which is nice. Okay, cool. Because yes. it was real weird in Endgame. Well, because in Endgame they were going for that uh, the comic book comic look. book style, and they I think they quickly realized that doesn't work. Okay. It's not good. Her hair's her hair's good in this one. She's got good hair. She's it's, got good it's hair. like '90s cute. However, she okay, does good. look like she's terrified in every scene she's in. She's got this wide eye thing going on where I'm like, oh, is she okay? Joel, they call that sleepwalking through your role. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, go ahead. My review. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually went into this movie kind of like, I was intrigued by the premise. Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, like I said, I gave a middling review. I like WandaVision. Um, I, ending maybe not as much, but the, the, the flow of the show, I enjoyed sure. that as the mystery unfolded. Um, didn't watch Miss Marvel. But I watched this movie and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm not hating this. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating it. It's, it's a fun little ride. But the problem with this movie is that it gets a little... They, they talk about their powers being entangled, okay? They have this entanglement of powers that, that cause them to switch around. <laughs> I oh, feel like... Okay, Jada Pinkett Smith. One, <laughs> one of these... One of the main problems with this movie is that it is too entangled with other shows. I don't think you can drop in the middle of this movie and just watch it and know everything that's going on. There, mm-hmm. there are long character backstories that are happening. You're like, you know, Nick Fury shows up and it's kind of like, you have to know who Nick Fury is and why he's on the ship. Which, by the way, we just... They just need to let Samuel Jackson retire. He looks he's, tired. He's looking tired. And they old. basically have him sitting in every single scene in this movie. And when he runs, it's sad. It is a little bit. Um, I think the filmmakers realized fairly quickly on that Kamala, Kamala Khan, who's Miss Marvel, the, the young girl, who's a big fan of Captain Marvel. I think they realized she's the only character with any charisma. <laughs> and so they relied on her way too much. Like the, it's like someone hitting the laugh track a really long time and you're like, let, let it up, let it up. Mm. Um, because I thought she was, I, I liked her as a character, but they relied on her way too much. That comic relief just kept going. The, also, the issue is her family because her family is in this movie a lot. And mm. I didn't watch Miss Marvel, but you know, they're, they're kind of this it's comic, big part of the comedy. I'm sure they're, they're, the com- they're not faced by anything. It's right. kind of like, oh, their daughter's in trouble. It's like she's concerned about a mess. Yeah. And because her family is like unsurprised and unafraid of everything, it really lessens the tension so that the audience isn't fr- like, there's no stakes. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, they're going to be fine. I like the idea that they, they switch when they use their powers, but also it felt like it didn't matter because They'd be fighting someone, uh, Captain Marvel, who has these amazing, some say overpowered powers. She can fly through ships. She can she can fight and she can do all this stuff great. And then she uses her powers. She switched with Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and Miss the little girl ends up being able to fight just as good as the person who is behind her. There's a couple scenes where they kind of joke on the fact that it's different, like she can't fly. So when Miss when Captain Marvel switches with her, she just starts falling. Mm-hmm. That I I was amused by that. But the fighting stuff, I was like, well, what does it matter? Yeah. When they're switching spots, what does it matter? Also, there seems to be no distance issues in space. They That's, are... Their the geography of the movie is off. It's confusing. Like the fact that they're on Earth, but in space, but far away. So, so for example, Zach, there is a scene near the beginning where they just keep switching places. And you're like, this is crazy. They're all in different spaces. And then literally people that were just in space appear at the front door. And you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. But it's an hour and 45 minute movie. So it just clips right along. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I overall, I didn't hate it. But I also, <laughs> it got, 
it got messy. Like I, I heard actually they had to do a bunch of reshoots for this movie to make the story more understandable because it was just kind of bizarre and out there. Um, I think this was directed by the the woman who did Candy, the new Candy Man. Yeah, Nia right? Costa. Yeah. But I don't know if her directing was as sharp or as cohesive as she wanted it to be, as, as audience will want it to be, because it does get really muddled in the middle. I think it ends fine. There's there's a couple scenes there where we get in the spoiler-free version I'll, I'll talk about specifically. But overall, I'm giving this a middling 2.5 because I don't, I don't think I'd watch it again, but it wasn't like an unpleasant experience. There were parts I enjoyed, but I just went, yeah, I don't think I'd watch that again. Like, it's not okay, not my thing. This will still be part of your review, Joel, but I'll give you the same question here in a second. Ken. Mm. Are you, Joel, walking into these movies now, uh, the, these Marvel movies, expecting disappointment? Or, 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 like, do you essentially walk in and go, you're at a low star rating, and it's going to take something interesting for you to raise it? Every movie I watch starts at, at a three. Because I'm like, you know what? You made a movie. I'm going to see you. You're at a three. And this one actually stayed at a three and might have even gotten to 3.5 at one point, but then it dropped to a 2.5 where I was went, I'm just, it's just exhausting. I feel like when you started Bacon Sale, well, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, and all happy, you were a Marvel guy, big Marvel fan, maybe even a Marvel defender. And I feel like in recent movies, you have become jaded and uninterested. Well, it really is the end game effect, I feel. Because that was, the, that was the culmination. That, yeah. was, that was the Toy Story 3. Sure. And then they make Toy Story 4, and you're like, yeah, it's good, but yeah, Toy yeah. Story 3 is where it ended. So do you find yourself generally disinterested with Marvel? Yeah, uh, I, I think since Endgame, there hasn't... Eh, I shouldn't say hasn't. Like I did like uh, the Spider-Man, of course. But I don't think there's been like a really wow movie since Endgame. For me, for my, for Marvel. So I just, wonder, I still will defend the earlier ones. I wonder if going into it, right, where you're already feeling kind of meh about it all, if that kind of instantly makes you feel meh about the movie. Because Kent, we know that you have been anti Marvel mm -hmm. for at least anti MCU yeah. for its entirety of its inception. Ever since, since Incredible Hulk. Uh, Incredible Hulk and Iron Man. I yeah. really okay, so 2008, yep. you, you were cool with it. And then everything after, you, yeah, you haven't you, been you great. You have to do something pretty uh, substantial to be considered good. Okay. Right? So, uh, you, I mean, I think you are probably walking into these movies. Well, at this point, they are past the point of expiration. Yeah. I mean, I, I will admit, Endgame ended it the way it needed to be. And since then, they have just thrown content at us, mm -hmm. like en masse, and it's not getting better. And this movie is an example of that. With that this, review? This is a uh, extended TV episode that really doesn't explain anything. The plot happens so quickly. Like, literally, they're like, how do we get out of this? And then Monica Rambeau goes, oh, we do this. And I'm like, should we, like, theorize of how this is going <laughs> to happen? Or there's an emotional moment. Oh, no, Carol, you seem so sad. Yes, I'm sad because of this. Okay, that's done. This is like one of those things where, you know, you watch a movie like Harry Potter and you're like, if Harry just talked to Dumbledore, this problem would be over. That's this movie. But it's boring. It's like, not boring. It's boring because, and it's tonally insane. There's a point where there should be a really sad moment. Which where, are not allowed in Marvel no, movies. Well, no, but it, no, it's like, a, I will say a destructive moment and there should be consequences. And li then literally they fly somewhere and Carol goes, I'm sad about something in my past. And then they go, what about this? Pat on back. And you know, she's like, okay, you're right. Let's go kick some butt. <laughs> And it's just like, what are you talking about? What you just did in this other planet has consequences and it's bad. And the movie just, it burns through. And I'll say that it clips right along and thank goodness. 
right? Don't you think? I, I did at one point go, this was under two hours, right? That said, cut 30 minutes off of this. The whole Nick Fury plotline is the dumbest. It belongs on a TV show, and he shouldn't have it, been there. It was on, the family on the shouldn't have been there. They did lead to the movie's best moment. That was a great moment, which is completely CG, but it is a clever moment for about twenty-seven seconds. Hmm. I'll give it that. That was actually where I kind of went. Oh, maybe I do like this movie. But I, I kind of disagree with you. I think the only thing this movie has going for it is Amon Vellani as Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Yeah, she was playing fangirl the entire time, and they leaned right into that. Yeah. But still, the movie starts off, and it kind of like the TV show, I guess. There's like an animated sequence, and I'm like, I like her. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch the show. I think she could be a star. Are you going to go back and watch the show now? No. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to watch a TV show to understand a movie. That's silly. But that said, I like her. I don't like her family. But I think she's easily the best part of the movie. I think Brie Larson uh, took the criticism of her being so wooden in the first one. And she plays, um, it has a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, that's likable. But man, she is sleepwalking through this movie. Hmm. This feels like a paycheck. And then Monica Rambeau's actress, uh, not good whatsoever. Uh, the villains in this movie, Zach, I think we should just go work at Disney Marvel because apparently if you're interns, you can be the bad guy of the movie. <laughs> the villain of this movie, uh, Darben, is one, the most forgettable villain in any Marvel movie. And I've seen Thor The Dark World. <laughs> like it literally, I was like, and then her, her, uh, her lackey, basically man bun yeah like i was like what is happening here did they just run out of villains there's not a lot of character to her there's zero character she reminded me of like i don't know like a, a knockoff version of uh khaleesi from game of thrones yeah but even her even the way she emotes i was like she's not tough like there's really nothing here and there's supposed to be history with she and another character it just doesn't play out at all and i think almost to the movie's detriment it maybe should have been a series because then they could explain maybe some of the the link that carol and monica have because nothing is really explored except through flashbacks of of other movies Mm -hmm. and uh it doesn't play out well i will say this it is a movie that joel you even described this it feels like a pg movie oh yeah this is like this this is a very soft pg 13 and this is meant for 11 year old girls like quite literally, and not even in a bad way. This is like the Miss Marvel crowd. Yeah, this is a Marvel movie for eleven-year-old girls, and I think that's fine. But for general audiences, like I don't, I wouldn't recommend really anyone outside of that audience go see it. Yeah, I was actually, uh, yeah, I was surprised it was PG thirteen because I went, well, same. Why? Yeah, and in a lot of the jokes, uh, and there were a lot of jokes. None of them really landed, except for like the the way the they set up stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, but that's really it. Or the family, like nothing really played out well. This is a whimsical movie, and I'll give it that. Like, and I, I did laugh. I guffawed at one part. So I was like, okay. I, <laughs> was I, it the iPad plug? Oh, my gosh. And there's some horrible no, product placement. We can say this is not a spoiler alert, but there's one part where the... Uh, so you know in movies, like how they have like a see-through screen with like the super technology, and we don't know why you want people seeing what you're looking at on mm-hmm. your screen. Yeah, But they, she has this, you know, it's not... Oh, it's not shield anymore. It's... Uh, saber saber mm-hmm. uh, so they have this amazing saber technology hey we're in the office now uh, this amazing saber technology tablet type thing and they're looking at it and the girl goes oh is that an ipad and monica Rambo goes i wish <laughs> and I, I literally can't heard me go <laughs> in the theater yeah because i was like wow that was blatant yeah because really you wish you had an ipad compared to a futuristic saber technology tablet whatever it's running Zach, android there's nothing here that makes this required viewing hmm. at all 
You could totally skip this movie, and it would not matter in the scheme of things if you even care about the universe. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Because I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I thought it was fine. Like, honestly, the background show, not a problem. Like, there's there's some fun moments. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in background shows. I like not even f- Not even well, at a barbershop? Nope. The, I fully and, invest. And in that way, this is a Disney Plus show. You wait three months and having this in the background and, and getting it for free, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Hmm. But yeah. as far as it really goes, it's a D. I hmm. almost want to give it a D plus for um, the humor in one scene. Well, we'll get, let's get there then. Yeah, okay. That's your that's your view. So D. I say 2.5, you say D. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Here's the spoilers. Intergalactic spoiler territory, spoiler territory, intergalactic. Don't tell me to spoil. <laughs> I don't know. I, what was the extra syllable there? <laughs> I submit that... Uh, We're going to spoil... Uh, Miss Marvel or Marvels now. The Beastie Boys need to be retired from being in movies. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Oh, I still enjoy hearing them. But they're part of a uh, fun montage in this movie. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So, okay, yeah, okay, we got to start from the beginning. So they do a lot to set up uh, this movie through exposition. If you haven't seen what's going on, basically, it's Captain Marvel. She has like a little mind device from the scrolls and it, it plays your memories. And so it's basically our way of catching up to the story so far. Speaking and, of and catching her trauma. Up, did the scrolls ever become bad guys? No. No. In they're fact, still, they're still buddies. In, uh, the, in this one, they're in this one and they're still good. They're still sympathetic. Well, we don't have a plan. The Cree are bad from the first one. They're still bad. If you don't know who the Cree are, they were the blue guys in the mm, first movie. Okay. Or they're uh, just people. Or they're just people. <laughs> that was the weird thing. When she's like, I'm a Cree, I'm like, aren't the isn't ready to So Darben is the villain. She's Darben, D-A-R-B-E-N-N. So what happened, what we... I know, I know, Zach, I know. I feel like I'm doing a, a word problem in school. So, so D-A-R-B-E-N-N. So the train leaves the station. So okay. part mm. of Captain Marvel's trauma is the fact that she is considered among the universe the Annihilator because she once destroyed AI, which stopped a world from gathering its resources. Yeah, like the end of the movie, I believe at resources. the end of the movie of the first Captain Marvel movie, she says, I'm going to go stop Master Intelligence or whatever the name is. Yeah. And we don't see that. No. But we just see the aftermath of she went there, she she blew up this AI on this planet, and then it made their sun hey, dark. Joel, and what was the planet called? Hala. Hala. <laughs> it was called Hala. And H-A-L-A. so uh, Darben is really mad at Captain Marvel for basically destroying her planet. And so she gets, uh, she finds one of these bangles, sense. this bracelet, the bangle. And that gives her the ability. There's supposed to be two of them, but she only has the one because Ms. Marvel has the other. Mm. Uh, and so then she has the hammer that Ronan the Destroyer had in the first uh, Avengers movie as and well. He put a stone into. Yes. But one he point. didn't have the stone, it, but it's it still got that purple glow, which yeah. is a little confusing to me. But oh, well. Uh. Anyway, but what she does is, <laughs> you remember how they jump in these movies where they like in the spaceship, they, they press a button and there's like a little honeycomb thing that appears and they go yeah. through it. And then Rocket goes through a bunch of them and his face all distorts and it's funny. Vaguely. Um, so that takes part here because when she hits the hammer on her bracelet, it opens up one of those jump places, but it's like an unstable, permanently open one. Yeah, so it hoovers a planet. Yeah. So like Spaceballs, remember Spaceballs? Uh-huh. When they have the vacuum and they're sucking out all the air, mm-hmm. that happens on one of the planets where they suck up breathable by, air. By the way, the only reason that the other two, instead of Miss Marvel, is that they touch the portal once. <laughs> That's true. And it's so stupid. I'm like, that's your setup. Okay. It can happen. I can't, this is a world where like, you know, gamma rays shot through Bruce Banner and turned oh. him into the Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but here's my question. Yeah. If, if Darben could open up a rift using only one bangle and a hammer, later on, uh, they open it up and, and Miss Marvel is there and the hammer is there. And I'm like, why can't she do the same thing and close it? 
Mm-hmm. But instead they say no. Well, I'm, I'm jumping to the end. But uh, they, they go to a planet at one point, And I actually was enjoying this for a second. Really? Because they go to this planet and uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Carol, she says, I'm kind of a celebrity on this planet because I help their prince with a little legal situation. And I'm like, that sounds okay. Let's see what goes on here. Turns out she's actually married to a South Korean actor star who's in this movie. <laughs> they're really, uh, they're, they're trying to cater to the South Korean audience by casting uh, Park, Park Seo Joon. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his name. But it's a planet, and I liked that, that she was secretly married. I went, that's kind of funny. But, but it's a planet where they, 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 they only sing to talk. So it turns into a musical. So briefly. it's a Bollywood musical for a minute. And when I say sing to talk, I mean like they say just talk normal to him. She's like, that's like you're speaking a different language. And I'm like, that's not how language works, but okay. Like ancient lamentations level. So they go to this place and they ha- literally have this music dance number where uh, Brie Larson dances with uh, Park Seo Joon. And they sing and dance with each other about how this threat of a planet is happening. Because they're getting there to be like, we need to stop this. This is very quick. They take a quick moment for a dance break. And then she just starts talking to him. It's like, oh, he can understand you. Like, yeah, he's bilingual. So, why so, did you, if you were trying not to waste time, why would you do the whole so, dance? So number? Zach, here's the potential. Because Brie Larson had to have in her contract. She wants to fire up her music career again. She's yeah. got a good voice. Yeah. Uh, she, she was. She was so the, the potential of this scene there. is that it's colorful. And it's even fun on the outside. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, though. You're watching it. You're like, you know what? They put so much money into these movies. $300 million. Uh, what if they sing a song that's a banger? What if they have a catchy song? Guess what? None of that happens. They, well, they were like, hey, RRR did it. Yeah, no. Yeah. This is, is, is diegetic music, right? Did I get that right? You did. I love that word. Where they just sing what they're thinking, and it's not good. And there's basically, they're like, Oh, I need to protect your planet. So we're going to hide over here till the villain comes to destroy your planet immediately. And then guess what? When your planet's being destroyed, we're going to take off. We're going to leave the planet. Go talk about my trauma. Uh, That's the tonal but inconsistency. Speaking of musical, you know how some musicals, it's like, okay, I'm accepting. I'm suspending reality here and this is fine. Yeah. And other times people start singing. You're like, ooh, that's cringy. This was cringy. Yeah. It, it wasn't great. But this planet is like 99 point something percent water. And because Hala doesn't have water anymore because AI was destroyed, they're going to open up that portal and, and hoover out the water, mm-hmm. which they do. And then they just kind of leave like, oh, it already happened. We got to go. Bye. And they don't really ever go back to that planet where she is literally the queen of or princess of and share where she has a husband. They never talk about it. Again. No, they die. That planet is dead now. Did they say that, though? Yeah, because the same thing happened to the scroll planet. Early well, on. Yeah, because they still, they, they still they the air from the scroll every planet. planet they visit will be dead in all these, of its resources. All these planets that are dear to Carol Danvers, which to includes Earth. Yep. Yeah, they're taking our sun because their sun doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And so they're sucking our sun through a little Hoover hole. <laughs> but then when <laughs> when when the Cree, not the Cree, the uh, uh, scroll, their, their oxygen gets stolen away. And it is actually kind of a horrifying destruction scene that starts to happen. But then they kind of get away and they don't talk about it again. No. But they say, we need a place for these people to go. Now, keep in mind, Secret Invasion was an entire series about how, hey, we've looked all over the universe and there's no place for the, for the scroll to go. Literally in this movie, they're like, I called a friend. She's got a place for you to go. And then Valkyrie shows up in her Men in Black international suit <laughs> and says, all right, I'm here to help. This is my cameo. And then she takes, and then the scroll go away. And I'm like, and I turned to Kent. I, I feel bad when I talk to you during movies. Kent. I love it though. But I turned over to you and I said, 
Wait, isn't Asgard on Earth now? Wasn't that the whole yeah. problem of Secret New, Invasion? New Asgard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This, um, movie, this movie doesn't care. It's going so quick, it wants you to forget about its plot holes. Mm. Yeah. So do you see, what What am I hearing about? Like an alternate version of Monica Rambo? Oh, yeah. Sort Since of, we're spoiling, yeah. the only thing that will impact any sort of future movie. Wait, wait, wait. We, we talk about the good stuff first. We're getting, we're getting into the like, mid-credits oh, did, right now. Didn't we? No, we didn't talk about the cats. Oh, okay. Zach, so, hang on to your question real quick. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because there's a scene where uh, they're up on this, Nick Fury and a bunch of other people are up on this ship, just barely, you know, orbiting it, Earth. Wasn't it real flimsy that the space station started, you know, having some issues? Yeah, they, they find these weird kind of pods everywhere and they think it's some sort of invasion. So, so basically the space station where there are hundreds of people and for some reason, Kamala Khan's family that they took from Earth to bring to the space station for really no reason. For comic relief. Say, then they're like, hey. More than half of the escape pods aren't working. We can't fit everyone from the space station onto the few escape pods that we have. What should we do? Well, there's these weird... Um, the pods that were all over the place. Yeah, there's the weird brain pods, which are basically triples, right? Well, they, it turns out that, you know, you know the cat that uh, hangs Goose. out with her? Goose? Yeah. That has the octopus coming out of his mouth? Yeah, Nick Fury's eyeball. Yeah. 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 So apparently that cat's been laying eggs all over the station. Oh, and they hatch and they're there. cute little kittens everywhere, which I was like, that's kind of cute adorable. or CG cute and CG. Mm -hmm. But then these, these creatures, I can't remember what they're called. Fl uh, Flurkins, something like that. Yeah. I saw the cat on the, the big sphere in Vegas, but there's a little bit of a TARDIS type situation going on where they'll swallow people and then they can regurgitate them back up and they're fine. They're slimy, but they're fine. Mm -hmm. So Zach, if you were to incorporate a scene with many cats and add a musical number, including those many cats, what song would you include? Oh, <laughs> something Jellicle Cats. Yeah, so close. Literally. What, what? Memory. It's memory. Really? They start playing memory from this musical Cats. Oh. As literally, Nick Fury says, we have a plan. And these cats go around and start swallowing everybody in the station. Because they're like, it's much easier to transport all these small cats than big humans. But it made me laugh. Like, literally made me laugh. Because you hear these announcements just like, <laughs> these announcements are playing over the PA going... Don't run away from the cats. Let them eat you. We promise it's going to be okay. And memory is playing, which I, mean, I thought Mr. Mistopheles might have been a better choice because it's about magic and oh, okay. oh well, well, yeah, but it's not as well known. It's not as pop culture no. relevant. And but that it, is, it made me laugh. Yeah, that was that, the funny that, part. That was a funny scene. That almost got a D plus. That, yeah. that almost raised it. Almost. The way they did it was actually really funny. Good. I did like that. And it, and it was like, I thought it was a clever solution. Maybe a little ham-fisted because it was like, you know, these eggs just appeared and then they're cats and then they can take people. So there's this thing where Captain Marvel's been struggling the whole time. She doesn't even, well, in the end, they're like, maybe we shouldn't kill the villain, even though she's trying to steal the universe's resources to save her planet. And Captain Marvel's like, and I'm the annihilator. I don't know what to do. I, maybe. And they're like, what if? Let's give you some, let's make up some science. What if you fly into Hala? What if you fly into their sun? Their dying sun. And reignite their sun. She's like, I've never done that. And Monica Rambeau says, it'll work. And I was like, okay. Oh. Well, she says, I've done a bunch of things I haven't ever done before today. So dumb. There's no explanation for anything that happens to this I movie. was okay with that, though, because she has light power. And then they're like, okay. Uh, oh, there's this big rift in space. It doesn't matter what happens. I mean, do we want to explain what happens to the villain? Well, no. I mean, I, I was worried. She gets both bangles, bangs him. She explodes, and there's a big rift in space. Uh, well, the, before well, that, this is another movie where, like, there are two things of a MacGuffin yes. that they need to find, yes, and then put well, together. 
Yes. I was worried, actually, they weren't going to kill off the villain here. I was worried they were going to have this understanding, oh, well, I was misunderstood, so everything's okay. Because I'm like, no, this villain is Well, they started going planet. there. They started going they there. They start, because the villain gets stabbed. So then they're like, Monica they're Rambeau like, goes, oh, I've read the script, <laughs> literally. And so if I go to the other side of the rift, and you guys give me all your powers, I'll be able to fix it. And they're like, why? And she's like, because I just said so. And so she does. She doesn't say that. And then she literally gets lost in a different parallel dimension. No, literally when she said, we have to repair the rift from the inside, I went, oh, she's going to get trapped on the other side. Yeah. Like, why why did no, the characters see that? I don't know. But like when, when, she, when she said from the seconds. inside, I went, well, you're going to get trapped then. Like there's no, there's no suspense here. So Zach, I, I don't know if you've seen like, I don't know, No Way Home or mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. 2 or or Loki or WandaVision. Mm-hmm. They try to explain the multiverse in like every different way you could possibly could. Mm-hmm. Now there's something new. <laughs> oh, great. And so definitely like through these uh, space portals, now Monica Rambeau is in a different parallel dimension. Okay. And uh, are, we, pers- are we to this point yeah. yet in the story? Where the person sitting next to her is her mom, but it's not it, her mom. It looks like she wakes up in a hospital room. Like so and anyone could have been next to her in this hospital room, but it ends up being her mom, but it's not her mom. And so she's blown away, very excited. I'm like, oh she's acting. Okay, that's good. And then you hear someone singing about tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Hmm. That's right. Kelsey Grammer is back. But is, a, it, is it is it Kelsey a very Grammer? CGI beast. This is the last minute reshoot where they threw in Beast who looks cartoon accurate but he also looks like it's a 1997 cartoon on the big screen mm. honestly the live action kelsey Grammer, as in the makeup as beast looked better and so what they're trying to do is bring in the x-men for secret wars and that is the only consequence of this movie is when they all reunite through an end game sort of portal uh they're all going to be together there could be another consequence so kent mm. because at the very end of the credits no 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 not at the very end of the credits there's literally nothing but a sound effect at the very end of the credits you do not need to stay to no, the end of the don't. credits yeah but a mid credit sequence where, you know, the recruiting stuff that happens. So yeah. Kate Bishop from Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah. uh, the TV show, she comes <clears throat> home and there's someone waiting in the, in the dark for her. And I thought it was actually going to be Carol Danvers. So I was actually surprised when Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel stands up. But she totally does this little recruiting thing for a group of kids superheroes. It's, it's a Young Avengers from the a comics. Young Avengers, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was one of those moments where I went, it made me smirk, but they're not really going to follow through with that, are they? Yeah, they are. This is the A-Force 2, by the way. That's it. Not Everything they're doing is the A-Force. No. The movie. Okay. But yeah, that's that's the You want to see it? No, no. Uh, so no Storm in this one? No. There was some rumors about Storm showing no. up. So no. it's Beast, huh? Beast shows up. Um, hmm. And it really is just one of those you know, non-consequential cameo moments where hmm. it's like... Oh. A, lot of, a lot of people give each other high fives. Sweaty palms, high fives. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. The crowd, our, our crowd was mostly critics. Yeah. And so there wasn't a lot of reaction to any of this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what got the biggest reaction. But I just hate that uh, the takeaway is always what the mid-credit scene is. Like the movie's irrelevant. What's the mid-credit? That's basically Because that's yeah. what sets up the next one. But yeah. then you, again, don't care about it till the mid-credit. But at the same time, initially when Marvel was doing it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's Thor's hammer. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thor's coming. Like that was the cool thing. The problem is that was back in 2000, early, the late 2000s, when we didn't really, I mean, we had the internet, but it wasn't as like, Marvel wasn't scheduled out like, here's everything we're doing. So it's not a surprise anymore. No. There's a big problem when your movie stars a character uh, that's uh, Photon or Spectrum or whatever they want to call her, and the bad guy's named Darben. Yeah. So I was going to say, Monica Rambeau is Spectrum in this? Uh, Yeah. They don't name her, but then they try. They tried to name her the whole movie. I so okay. I actually did 
like some of the scenes of the three of them together, mm-hmm. like when they're kind of playing off each the other. The inconsistent power changes. I agree. <laughs> like literally the most inconsistent thing. It's, it's a little weird how they did that. But yeah. I, I did like that aspect of them. But them on their own, each of them, I was like, I'm not really... No. I would have rather, I think Carol is better as a character with a sidekick. I think she and Miss Marvel could make for a decent movie. I like the fangirl stuff. Yeah. Like when, when Kamala realizes that Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel was in her room mm-hmm. and like when they finally meet, I was actually kind of like, oh, that's cute. But Zach, have we told you about the best part? It's under two hours. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You didn't tell him about that. Yeah, I know. I just so have to restate so my favorite part. So it sounds like I need to just make sure to, to see the cats scene. Yes. That sounds will. fun. And you will. That was, it was a fun moment and it was a, it was a problem solution that I was like, that's something you'd see in like a, a Doctor Who type thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is a smart, uh, a clever way to get out of the situation because all the other options, all the other doors were closed. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of the highlight of the movie, but... <laughs> There you go, listener. Thanks for listening to our review of, of of the Marvels. Let us know if you've seen it. We'd like to keep things spoiler-free in the comments, but you can always DM us if you want to have a, a more at-length conversation. So, yeah. Higher, faster, stronger, everybody. Fury's eyeball.